Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel, your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck, needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do, head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to today's video. It's Adam here, The Roof Strategist, and today, today's video was inspired by Mark and Troy with some questions about dealing with problems in the middle of the sale. Now, what I'm going to teach you today is a couple ways to overcome hiccups that usually, uh, or not usually, can cost you a sale. And these issues come from either homeowners, homeowner issues, they come from the insurance company, or they come from production issues. So thank you again to Mark and Troy uh, for suggesting today's video. Now, before we jump in, I have a couple of uh, exciting things to share. First and foremost is, hey, Jason, what's up, man? I am releasing officially the updated version of the Marketing Battle Pack next week. It was going to be earlier, <clears throat> but we just went, my team and I just went to go upload it into the system, and it is literally too large. So we need to find a new tech solution to be able to deliver it to everyone who's already purchased and everyone who might grab it later. And I just wanted to read through a few things. If you are on um, the email list, you just got this email, but it's now over 70 pages of plug and go marketing material that's been updated and expanded by request from you. And I just wanna go through what's in there. So there's new direct mail letters, including one specifically for three tab, recommended. Discontinued shingles, old storm damage, wind damage, another uh, one for we did your neighbor's roof, so to send to homes in the area after install and, and a follow-up letter of direct mail if people don't respond to the first one, which can be really, really powerful. Commercial marketing bundle is brand new. Commercial direct mail, email, cold calling script, property management market uh, marketing bundle <clears throat> to reach out to property management companies uh, with an email. Uh, church marketing, so there's an email and letter for there, an updated and expanded insurance agent networking referral program to use for cold outreach. So there's a cold outreach email um, and follow-up and a cold call script as well, along with expanded realtor and homes for sale. So hitting those homes that are for sale. The pitch book template, miss sales emails. So if you do miss sales, um, you'll be able to use these four emails to send those out, along with my slap pitch formula for canvassing. So it's a cheat sheet printout um, on there. So all that will be coming all the official announcement, the website, everything's going to be updated next week. We're shooting for Tuesday. It might be later if the tech issues arise still because literally it's too big and it's over 70 pages. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you're already on it, you'll grab it. Uh, I want to send it off to everyone who's already purchased for free. So um, that Brendan, I'm going to answer that question in here. So Brendan just dropped in the chat. What do I do if the insurance company sends out a roofing company to do their inspection and they try to take the job from you? Awesome question. And I'm going to answer that right now. So let's jump in after I read two fun things. I had two testimonials today I wanted to read. This one's from uh, Dustin that says, hey, bro. It says, I highly recommend getting a notebook like you use in your videos. Also, I'm using the word objections a lot like I teach. Do you have any objection <clears throat> right, to get on the roof, that one-liner? He says, at the end of chilling out and talking to them, I'll ask, do you have any objection if I hop up on your roof for 20 minutes and give you a full video inspection? 
Almost two claims filed today got one. Objections work. Please let everybody know your word. Any objections is a big key. They say no, which means yes. So anyway, thanks, Dustin. And then another one from Chris. He says, he went in for a meeting today. By the way, I really want to commend Chris. He's a newer sales guy. Listen to this. He says, went in for a meeting today and they ranked us for who signed the most and gotten the most approved. Good news. I came in second place. The first place is a guy that um, who's been in sales for 14 years. And this is all new to me. I guess I got a knack for it or something. So anyway, great job, guys. I love hearing uh, you guys succeeding in the field. So without further ado, let's jump right into today's video. I'm dealing with problems in the middle of the sale from homeowners, the insurance company and production. And Brendan, I'm going to throw your question into the bag because we can handle it right now. <clears throat> on that note, I'm going to shuffle the order. We're going to start with Troy's question. So Troy emailed and said, I'm running into where the homeowners made a claim and they are told where to go. And they're told to get three bids from contractors. This is sometimes before the field adjuster even comes out. But at the same time, even after the adjuster comes out and even after the field adjusters come out, we ask for the findings and report. They respond back with waiting for the bids from three contractors. How is the best way to handle this? So Troy, <clears throat> great question. Essentially, what's going on here is the insurance company might be playing a little bit of hardball. I don't think this is really something to do with the carrier. I just I've seen this happen. And here's why. There's a few things. This is my prediction. I'm not. But. Disclaimer, you saw when I brought uh, Mike Braun on the channel with Elite Claim Solutions, the insurance company is ultimately on our side. They write our checks. We got to play nice. We're on the same team, right? Our job from the insurance company and us is to make the homeowner whole. We both have different angles and different perspectives. You can argue me till you're blue in the face. But at the, at the end of the day, yes, interests, are they aligned? Maybe, maybe not. But at the end of the day, it's about the homeowner. Okay. So what can happen is the insurance company might say, get three bids. And the reason for that is they want to make sure it's legit that that homeowner has a few contractors out to verify there's damage before a claim. Is it right? Is it allowed? Technically, I don't believe it is. They cannot dictate who does the roof. So here's how I handle that. By the way, I've seen this happen before a claim is filed, and I've seen it happen after the claim is filed. And this is the exact presentation that I have used to overcome the insurance company telling the homeowner to get three bids. So here's how I handle that. And for anyone that just joined in, I saw a few people just add in. What we're talking about today right now is what to do if the insurance company is telling the homeowner to get three bids even after the claim's been approved. So here's how this works. Ultimately, the insurance settlement is only going to be the amount of the work that was done. All right. So for the homeowner, this is the way I explained it to the homeowner. I'm going to shift into role play here for a minute. So I say, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, I understand that the insurance company is telling you to get three bids, but I want you to realize a few facts because it's not the same when you're dealing with a home as it is with an auto claim, if your car got totaled. So the way that this works is the insurance company is gonna come out, which they either did or they will, they're going to assess the damage on the roof. It is quite an objective process, meaning it's not on an estimate. It's not an appraiser that's gonna say, well, my best guess, my estimate on this roof is this. It's not an estimate. Literally, all that happens is we document the type of products on the roof that are damaged, in the quantity of them. So it's a measurement. Is it there or is it not? And that information gets plugged into the software and the dollar amount is spit out objectively, which is updated by zip code every month. And it's set as a standard rate within the industry. Okay. So that's the first part that you need to be aware of. My job isn't to throw a number at you. 
because there are more than there's more than one way to install a roof. What gets reused, what type of products, what quality of products. And it's the insurance company's obligation to replace your roof in the same type of quality, same they they call it like for like, okay? So when I'm up there and I say, "Hey, there's X number of this and X number of this." The number isn't what I'm after. The assessment is. So that's the first thing, Mr. Homeowner. Second thing is this. You are required by law. You have a contractual obligation with your insurance company to pay your deductible. That's your obligation for this process. That does not change. By the way, this is key. This is key, okay? Your deductible, this is a golden line. The, your deductible is what you pay, whether it's a $2,000 loss or a $2 million loss. It doesn't change. And the insurance company is only going to pay the difference up until that amount, all right. So if you get three bids and one person comes in lower than you, than me, for example, or the next guy, and they pay that lower amount, is that in your best interest? No, because you are obligated to pay your deductible. They're only going to release the funds up until that amount. So it is, it is in your best interest to, and it is your right as a homeowner to choose the contractor of choice because the insurance company sets the price period based on the assessment. So, um, Troy, that's how to handle it, is you educate that it's not like an auto claim. You owe your deductible, whether it's a $2,000 claim or a $2 million claim, it doesn't change. And third, that it's based on assessment and it's in the best interest of the homeowner to get everything handled fairly, fully, and appropriately as opposed to bargaining on price, okay? Because there's not, you know, we all know, I've done other videos on estimates are not apples to apples. Remove and replace 30 square X dollar amount versus remove and replace 30 square, replace drip edge and install ice and water shield, um, <clears throat> all that stuff, right? Item by item. So that's the first thing. So when you deal with that midway problem, do not let it hang you up. I have flipped this around. I've even gotten homeowners to stop calling other contractors and just say, I'm using this contractor and he's going to work off of the insurance paperwork, period, done, problem solved. By the way, the insurance company can't even fight you on it. Every once in a while, I have had an insurance carrier come back to me and say, hey, well, you know, you, you wanted a supplement for this, but I got, I called the contractor and he said he could do it for that amount. Like, but that's not how it works. Okay. When you get to that point, it is your right to, um, or the homeowner's right to voice their opinion to the state insurance commission, because it's not about nickel and up overpricing and the home, the homeowner go there and contractor to do less of a good job, right? Because he needs to pad his margins for eating a couple thousand bucks isn't a win-win. So that's first one. So let's move on to Mark's question. Then we're gonna move to Brendan's and Jason just popped in chat. It's been a great two weeks so far. Inked eight deals last week, six far, six so far this week, got five in production, giving you credit for great advice in your battle pack. I love it, Jason. Thanks for that, man. I appreciate it. And most importantly, you're blowing up and I love seeing you freaking crush it. I love getting your emails, by the way, the pictures you send. That's solid stuff, dude. Um, so thank you for that and great work. Mark, <clears throat> Mark says, hey, Adam, I hope you're doing well. I have a question. How do I deal with my production side screwing me over? Hey, salespeople, has this ever happened to you? Production screws some things up? I've had this job ready to go for a while now and they're just dropping the ball, which is really causing issues with me and the homeowner. Any insights you can provide? All right, so we addressed insurance saying I get to three, three, three bids. Homeowners might throw that same thing. Hey, someone can do it cheaper. That same approach I just gave you, by the way, works for both. Now we're on to production. So how do we manage issues with production? There's no, this, this isn't a surprise, guys. There's construction. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of material going on the roof, coming off the roof. So I got to zip up on some coffee here. Um, it is so important to manage expectations with both of your internal team and your customers. And I want to give you a few tips on how to do that. Because as you know, with all these videos, you're leaving with actionable 
scripts, processes, tips, or strategies that you can start using right now. So here's what you can do. First is this, never overpromise. I overpromise all the time. Hey, the crew will be there between seven and nine and the crew gets a flat tire on their dumpster trailer. Or, you know, the previous job, something went wrong, material was short, they had to go there in the morning, wrap up the job and then come back to this one, you know, so then they're starting late. So I say, we get to your job site as soon as possible, as early as seven, uh, seven thirty, whatever time the crew might show up, just let them know as early as this amount of time. And what we want to do is one, button up any jobs, any uh, checklist items we have on the previous project, and we will get there right away and then explain what they're going to do, right? They're going to prep the home. We're going to hang the building permit if it's required there, and we're going get, to get to work um, and we'll keep you in the loop. So instead of painting the exact timeline, so again, under promise, over deliver, that's first thing. Second thing, any specific requests some homeowners are more particular than others, right? Some are like, hey, please, that's my garden. Make sure it's really covered. Document those notes on the build order, on whatever internal paperwork you use at your company. And if you are a salesperson, there's different types of responsibility. This goes for owners too, right? Sales might take it up just till turning the contract in. Some sales guys are in charge of production and some sales guys are in charge of the whole thing. So if you are in charge of production, it's important that you make sure that this information is communicated to your team internally. So you can, again, manage expectations, take care of people and make sure that you're not over promising. So step one's not to over promise, under promise, over deliver, okay? Second thing, document the snot out of everything. Third actionable tip is this, show up on production day, always. Why? Even if you're not in charge of production, unless you have a sales appointment, at some point in the day it is the most valuable and ripest opportunity for you to get more sales. Okay. Valuable and ripe opportunity for you to canvas the neighborhood. People are staring up at the roof. There's a lot of guys and gals up there who are, you know, it's a big production. Anyone that drives by is going to see it. Yard signs in the front, trucks are out front. That is a great time to go around in canvas. Okay. So when you show up, you can run damage control with the crew, check in with everyone and check in with the homeowner, all right? So that is the best way to do it and to make sure that the communication on job scheduling that you're included as well as a salesperson so you know what's going on because you're gonna get the phone call if there's if there's issues or rain delays and things like that. By the way, um, in the battle pack, which you can use your own, whether you use mine or on your own, it's really important to send emails to the customers throughout each stage of the process. So in mine, I have one for production and scheduling. Your job's been scheduled. And inside it, I've been through the ringers, all the disclaimers. Hey, by the way, your project might be delayed for your safety due to factors beyond our control. Um, it might be due to weather delays, whatever it is. So that way, you're basically setting the expectation, hey, we're doing our best, but we're not going to, if we think there's going to be rain, we're not going to proceed with the roof, which funny story for you. I shared this on another uh, episode, so I won't go into too much detail, but we were doing a roof, wasn't even supposed to rain, super steep roof, old home, wood shake, we had to redeck it. And the crew's up there. So all the, the every, we're down to the, to the process of starting to redeck. Okay. So the roof is like super exposed, attics exposed and a freak rainstorm comes out of nowhere, not in the forecast, wind kicks up, rips the tarp up, two-story roof, steep case. Okay? So the guys are hanging onto the, onto the tarp. Tarp blows off, pours rain inside the house for 45 minutes. It soaked every single surface uh, inside that home. So anyway, all was well. We have a letter of recommendation how we handled it. Um, stuff happens. So we learn from these things. Say, hey, if there's going to be a chance of rain, we don't want to start. We want to keep an eye on the weather. We want to keep you and your property safe. So in again, in the battle pack, that's in the section... Um, and again, if you don't, if you have your own, just use it. I'm not, you know, it's, it's, 
it's just important to have clear communication. But I have a customer project update emails. So you have schedule, job complete. So these are the ones, this is actually printed out. But um, if you are watching on a video and, and obviously can't see this on a podcast, but there's new lead confirmation, new customer welcome email, setting the expectations, all these ask for referral requests, by the way, scheduled notification, job complete. So again, whether you use this or your own, it is really important to send emails at these key stages because it's another touch point to make sure you don't oopsies. Because as we get busy, oopsies can happen and we forget to communicate clearly with our homeowners. All right, Brendan, let's throw your question in here. What do I do if the insurance company sends out a roofing company to do their inspection and they try to take the job from you? Great, great question. This happens. It doesn't happen a whole lot. Um, there's not a worse feeling than sitting on site and then having another roofing company show up. So um, this is a number one reason, Brendan, to um, always, always, always have a contingency agreement signed. Also, which you'll notice now, when you go to the roofstrategist.com, check it out, new page to get the Pitch Pros, Pitch Like a Pro Roofing Sales Training, okay? This is free. There's nothing in here that's not free. So all my videos organized by category, but inside this, what you're gonna find, the reason I bring this up is there's a section on the contingency agreement, okay? Uh, it's about three quarters of the way down. In there, I've done videos on one, why you need to be using the contingency agreement on every sale. That's going to help. Number two, how to prevent other uh, roofers from snaking deals from underneath you. Again, in terms of setting expectations and communicating with homeowners, Brendan, if you let them know, hey, this may happen, people might come in, they're going to try to offer sweet deals and sweet things and whatever it is. It's just not, there's a whole video you can watch on that, but you basically set the expectation this might happen. Here's why to avoid it and how to avoid it. And especially as deductible laws become more serious here. And I just, I'm going to be bringing um, Ryan on from Fund My Deductible probably next week. I had a chat with him, which is a really cool way. Uh, and I'm still learning about it. It's new to me. I haven't used them personally, but I love what they are doing to kind of level the playing field and provide a great platform for homeowners and contractors alike and insurance companies to help with the deductible process. But he explained to me how these laws are, are actually getting quite serious. So when a contractor comes in and tries to snake a deal using the I'll eat your deductible thing, there's gonna start gonna, things are changing. There's gonna start being some consequences for that. So Brendan, the way to handle that is this. One, have your contingency agreement signed up front. Two, set expectations with your homeowner and let him or her know that uh, it is possible that, an that another company might come in and this is how they win business. I've done a whole video on that, so I won't rehash. So um, watch those videos on how to protect your jobs from getting stolen, but that'll keep you from having issues. And another thing that you can do is just communicate directly with the roofing company that shows up. Hey, listen, man, you know, I know we're, we're all out here to make a buck. Um, I just want you to know I'm really far along in the process. We do have an agreement signed. Um, and, and, you know, the best thing you can do is just play nice and, and be supportive. Yeah, there's bad people out there, but uh, I hope that helps. Brandon, let me know if that answers your question or not. And if it doesn't, just drop another question in the chat and I'll jump in. But yeah, grab grab the pitch like a pro roofing sales training. Again, just go to theroofstrategist.com. There's a link in the uh, video description and you can get instant access to this. By the way, for everyone watching that wants this, I'm updating it weekly. So when you download it, after you enter your email, you're going to take into a page to download everything. That page bookmark it because every week, all the videos that are produced throughout the week are going to be uploaded by category and added to that. So that library is going to be up to date all the time for you. So um, that's all I have for today's video. If you like the video, if this helped you out, click a thumbs up. I really hope that, uh, oh, Brennan, it did answer it. You're, uh, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for throwing it out there. These lunchtime lives are here to help you overcome 
learn how to handle objections, <laughs> pitch like a pro, obviously generate your leads and close more sales. So I'm here to support you. So thanks for, uh, thanks for throwing the question into the bag, so to speak. So that's all guys. If you liked the video, give it a thumbs up. Uh, if you haven't done it, subscribe to the channel. Uh, you'll get notifications of when these lives come up. And I invite you, if you're, if you're interested, pass this along to your team. I just had a couple of guys reach out that are literally using this free training um, as a as a central part of the training process for their new hires. And they're not even have to spend any money on it. So there's over 120 videos in here updated weekly. And um, you're, one th you're welcome to, to grab that, bookmark that page. And if you have any questions or videos that you want to see, please email me personally, um, adam at roofstrategist.com. And what you can do when you get the Pitch Like a Pro um, sales training guide, this one I'm, I'm holding up here, you'll get an email from me and then I follow up with everybody personally. Reply to any of those emails and you can send any suggestions you have for videos. I literally have a file stored of ideas and recommendations. And if I'm not able to do a video for the channel, I'll respond to you personally. I always, always do. And uh, sometimes I even do a little video reply to help you out. So um, that is that. So thank you all for being here. I super, super appreciate it. I will see you on Tuesday for another Lunchtime Live and keep an eye. I'm going to try to get another video up sometime this weekend in response to popular request. Be well, everybody. Stay safe out there. Stay on the gas. Smash those income goals. And I will see you soon. Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description, and if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next Tuesday.